Welcome back to another episode of Caps Off by the Game Day. We got a very special Extremely. guest on the pod yet again. We got Brad Spielberger, PFF Brad on the Cap pod. God. Cap, Cap God. Cap God. Cap God. Salary everything Adam wants to be. Yeah. Cap God Literally, on Caps bro. Off. That's exactly right. We needed to get the Cap God on. What's going on, Brad? Welcome. How are you doing? Doing well. I said it off the pod. Yeah. A lot of good beards on this podcast right now. <laughs> a lot of good beards. A lot of good beard. Also, a lot of height. A lot of height. We just brought the average height up. That's oh, yeah, you're tall. We did. We did. I was surprised not the tallest guy here. Um, that's that's a rarity. That's crazy. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> I mean, we gotta, I'm always the tallest guy. You size a guy up, you walk in, you kind of like you do a little, you know. We got a decent him. starting five right now. Two yeah, six facts. sevens, two or six facts. seven, six eight. I could walk out. I'll, I'll play the three. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I will jump quite a no, bit. I think too. you got to run the point. I'll be like Kyle Corver, just kind of rum, rumbling around. <laughs> yeah. You're a shooter. You're a shooter. You know, three point line to three point line. We Felipe's our Nate Robinson. He's yeah. just got well, the, oh, also the, oh, three the bunnies. We got two three. Yeah, guys. that's a good point. Oh, you <laughs> but yeah, hey, anyway. we had a, we finally can recap some things too. I know. Actually, shit finally shit happened. actually happened. Before we get into what actually did happen uh, in the NFL this weekend, Brad, tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into uh, you know capping? I know it's not actually capping, but nice. talking <laughs> talking about salary talking about <laughs> salary cap, working with PFF, all that stuff. Tell tell us and the listeners a little For bit sure. about it. Yeah, so I went to Tulane Law School, and Tulane has a pro football negotiation competition. You fly in schools from well, forty different schools do a mock negotiation say hey you're amari cooper you're the dallas cowboys oh, try to hammer out a deal <gasps> that's right that's Look at Adam. Awesome. oh yeah no it's like yeah like go back to school you have eligibility oh left. yeah and, uh, and the judges gets better the judges are nfl front office guys oh. or agents and they come in they listen to negotiation kind of give you feedback how'd you go whatever so uh ran that my third year of law school met a bunch of people and we had some pff guys in town to give us data used for negotiations uh, go to the combine, you know, mill around, and and got a job at PFF. Are you doing any legal Dude, that's work? Sick, bro. So legal stretch, you know, stretch that term pretty far. I'll yeah. look at contracts, I'll analyze language, get feedback on. I think this is a good or bad language for your player. So yes, to a degree, but you know, I'm not going to court. I'm not a. You know, oh. litigate or anything like that. That would be hilarious if you represented players in court and work for PFF. Oh, man. Took, I had to Sean Watson through that whole shit or something. <laughs> I don't know crazy. if I want that job. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. That's a bad, bad job, bad job. Shout out David Mulgetta. Dude, that's so sick, I would though. clear that competition. <laughs> yeah. Would you? Probably not. Probably not. You'd probably get last, but you would think you'd do really uh, hey, well. It's all about a, it's a mindset. Confidence half the battle. So yeah, I, exactly. Yeah. I'm coming in there. Hey, Deshaun. Don't give him fully guaranteed. All right, winner takes all. <laughs> that's all it is. Wow, that, that was good. All right, we'll talk about we'll really talk good. we'll talk about some actual NFL. Speaking of guys that play with the Sean, uh, DeAndre Hopkins just signed a contract this weekend with the Titans. That. Uh, <laughs> all right, I guess I know your nice hat. place where you go. Nice hat. I want to know. I want to know. We'll go around. I want to know all your thoughts. We'll start with Brad. Brad, what do you think of the Deshaun Watson? Oh Jesus Christ! The Deshaun. <laughs> what, what, what do you think, think of the Deshaun Watson contract? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty fucked. What do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good contract. Brad, what do you think of the, the DeAndre Hopkins contract with the Titans? I mean, it's just interesting. They've had what Randy Moss, Andre Johnson, Julio Jones, like going right back to the well. Yeah. I still think he's a good player. I do. He's not an elite number one receiver anymore, but um, even look at last year when he played, he's getting peppered with targets. I think he was third in the NFL in targets when he played. I just don't know what Tennessee's doing. Are you are you taking a step back and rebuilding? Are you trying to contend still in a bad division? It's just like I don't mind the deal in a vacuum. I just question what are you trying to accomplish if yeah. you're Titans. Definitely doesn't. I also question D Hop because at the same time, what do you say? You want a stable organization, a good defense, all these Contender. things, but 
A content, yeah, but they're content. They're contender now. They are not a Super Bowl. They're not a contender. No, not a Super Bowl contender. That's what he wanted. A Super Bowl. But once you get get into the playoffs and anything can happen, my biggest thing is if you were gonna like you were gonna get those twelve million dollars from a Kansas City or a Buffalo or any of these better teams if you just waited till training camp. Why did you have to just press the button right now? Do you think you would have? Honestly, there are deals where guys take less money to, for football reasons. For compet- he wanted money, and 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 you can't hold against them. He wanted the best deal. I don't think Kansas City or Buffalo were nowhere close to what he, he got from Tennessee. Okay, I mean, maybe someone in the ballpark. But if you would have waited till training camp when you could actually cut guys and assess what you have, you don't think twelve million is not that much? He's on an average annual value basis. He's the twenty-second highest paid wide receiver right now. Still don't see it. <laughs> Buffalo's second in cash spending. I just don't think they're going to get you know, keep going that well. It's, it, I hear you. I hear you. I just don't see it. Like, he's better. He's, he's a top 15 wide receiver, in my opinion, still. I think it's fair. Yeah, but, I mean, the Titans can compete now. And, like, yes, Levis and all that kind of stuff. Is it Levis? Levis? Levis. Levis can compete. Or Levis is going to have to try to compete for that quarterback spot. But now that he's there, you're probably having Tannehill start. Because Hopkins yeah, doesn't want to play with Levis. No. So, as soon as that happens, like, it's a bad division. Like you said, the Jaguars are probably the best team there, but they're not a surefire playoff team by any means either. Like, I don't know if they're going to go out and just completely win that division. So the Titans can compete now. And once you compete, like, what were they? It was two years ago they were the first seed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They could be the first seed again this year. Or not the first seed again this year, but they could win the division this year and, and compete for – Top four seed. Try yeah. to win, yeah. Bro, their weapons, like, five years ago would be scary, man. Derrick Henry and uh, D-Hop. Yeah, and, back when Bobby and Ryan was actually Tannehill. good, too. <laughs> yeah, like, true. Oh, if they had – Well, if they had, like, A.J. Brown, too, still. Oh, with, my God. With Dude, imagine yeah. if, they, if they could use a receiver like that, that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> for them. DeAndre, I just don't understand the D-Hop. Wanting to go to Tennessee, is it just be, like why would would you rather Tennessee over New England? Because I wouldn't. You must like country music a lot more. We think that would play. That would play. I went to Vanderbilt, so yeah, Nashville, oh. Nashville always <laughs> plays. I mean, yeah. I think honestly too, no one talked about like him. Bill O'Brien, I don't think had the best of relationships in in uh, Houston, and he's in New England now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he obviously visited there, but uh, people kind of gloss over the fact that he basically chased him out of town. Yeah. So. Interesting, Jack. You hate the contract. I just no. I, I the contract. For the Titans is fine. Yeah, if you can get DeAndre Hopkins for that cheap, fuck it, why not? But like, I just that's one of the last places I wanted to see DeAndre Hopkins go. Like, I want to see that guy get a ring, and he's not gonna fucking do it in Tennessee. It's just gross. It's Bro. just gross. Tennessee, the Titans are wide receiver like former wide receiver superstar purgatory with Randy Moss and Andre Johnson. I forgot Andre Johnson. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, so like, 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 I saw some graphic Holy. yesterday. I was like, oh. Fuck, that's right. He was there. Like, <laughs> like the with, f- yeah. with those two and then uh, Julio Jones. Like, none of them ever did anything for the That Titans. was so sad with Julio, too. Well, because I thought when he was going there, I was like, he was still, like, in the prime of his career. And I feel like that's what we think with D-Hop still. And I'm curious if it, we're going to see a fall off like you saw with Julio and like you saw with Andre Johnson and Randy Moss. Like, I don't know. I with Julio, like it was, like, stark, too. It was, like, drastic. Like, he oh, went from being that top five receiver, solidified, to... But that was that offseason when everyone was trying to trade for Julio, and that's what this offseason was with D-Hop. So I'm curious if it, there's, like, something we don't know. The fuck is going on in Tennessee? I agree with what you said. What, what, what are they trying to be? Because I get Pick it. Pick a lane. Sure, but, like, I get it. Maybe Jacksonville isn't as good, and they can compete in the division. But, like... Mm. Uh, it does. I, I don't like understand the DeAndre Hopkins signing. I just really don't. And I liked what they did. Like, look, now you're paying Tannehill $27 million this year. Yeah, D-Hop's deal's not terrible, but you could just flush the entire thing, start over, yep. and build out the Will Levis era. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of just delaying the inevitable. There. Yeah. I was just saying, like, if you draft a quarterback. Yeah, but that's year. like, that's Rabel, right? Like, yeah, for sure. He's going to want to compete every year he's there. And I, you just don't see a guy with that kind of competitive spirit 
just kind of mailing it in and being like, oh, let's just try something new and go for the future. I don't know. I think he's going to want to try to compete. But to your point, Jack, receivers, I don't think they care about rings. Because it doesn't yeah. help their resume all at all. It doesn't help their yeah. – like, when do we look at receivers and be like, okay, he has a ring, so he's better than this guy. Like, it doesn't matter. Right. Fitz, Fitz could have had Randy a ring Moss. on his resume, and it wouldn't have helped he's him so whatsoever. It's actually Moss. a really good point. Yeah, Randy. Oh, yeah, Randy Moss never won. No, no, he won the one. He no, he didn't. No, he lost to the Giants. 18 oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter, but you give yeah. him that ring, and it doesn't make him any better, right? Yeah. Julian Edelman, like, is he better than other guys? I mean, he playoff performance, sure, but – So are you saying wide receivers don't care about rings? I don't think they give a fuck about rings. Like – and the, I, like he had it on his checklist or whatever that we saw, right? That got like leaked or whatever. That, that he, wanted, he, he needed a quarterback. Yeah, might have been his well, And he like, wanted he wanted a, a chance to go win a ring, but like, did he really? Bro? Doesn't every fucking player always say though, like, oh yeah, you know, I want to win a ring. That's the most important. They thing. have to say they that because yeah, like, they say it, but do you actually believe it? No, they just want fucking money. It's a job. I want to get paid the most to do the same amount of work, right? Yeah, that's all you want to do at the end of the day. Mm. I'm just trying to think of positions. Like you're right, quarterback. What, what quarterback other, matters. Yeah, but other than, outside of the quarterback position, I don't think any other position. You're sitting there being like, they need a ring to be considered one of the greats. If the stats are there, you're going to be considered one of the greats. It doesn't. It doesn't. Like Tyree going to South Beach. He's like, yeah, I'll see you later. I'm gonna bro. Go we are winning a Super Bowl yeah, this year. When I say we, it's because I'm the general manager of the Dolphins. I told you off camera. Yeah, you and Chris Greer. Me and Greer are boys. <laughs> I wear a hat every day. Also, he wears River a hat every day. Craft is probably the difference for you guys this year. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I mean, if we kept Trent Sherfield, we would have been fine. Obviously, that's a big loss. Next topic. Today's the last. <laughs> today's, the, today's the last day that uh, players with a franchise tag could sign an extension. Yeah, they could, um, yeah. So there's there's three major running backs that could sign an extension. That's Saquon, uh, Tony Pollard, and Josh Jacobs. Do you think any of the Do you think any of those three running backs should sign an extension today before their franchise tag is up? Keyword should. Right, should's an interesting word there. I mean. The thing with the market is it's just so bad that I do think if an offer is decent, you probably should take it. I think Jacobs probably has not seen a good offer. Pollard, I don't think they even talked to him. Yeah. It's like, hey, you broke your leg. We want to keep you around, but we're not going to give you a multi-year deal. With Saquon, I mean, just because the injury history, if you get into the you know, mix-in Derrick Henry 12.5, 13 million range, I probably do take it. But I also get why he wouldn't want to. It's still an affront and an insult. The guys that face the franchise. You don't see Daniel Jones billboards. We drive around the city. Yeah, but <laughs> with all due respect. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's, I it's mean, tough. The poster above my bed, but, yeah. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> on your bathroom mirror. Yeah. But it doesn't – Saquon sitting out doesn't do anything for him. He's not going to gain any more leverage. Like, this is – it's almost maybe he gets 13 and a half, but that's his ceiling. So you either take the deal and play it out and then show your value, show your worth as a top running back, or you continuously, consistently sit out. You become Le'Veon Bell in some capacity. When Le'Veon Bell sat out, what, two years or a year and a half it was? It's not like he got any more money than the tag was giving him. And his outcome is probably as good as you're going to do. You get yeah. a dumb team like the Jets to throw you a decent contract. <laughs> Again, with all due respect. And, uh, no, no bro, respect to the Jets. And that's a good outcome. And that, you know, so... Oh, you get like it? I, I think say, what is Saquon expecting oh, money oh, to be no, there? What happened? Would man down, phone down? Is Saquon expecting is Saquon expecting money to be there in the same way that CMC, David Johnson, like those types of absurd monies? Like the running back value could not be lower right now than it in. Oh. in, in, in I don't well, even think it can go. I don't think any running backs have any leverage anymore. I don't think it's possible. Zero. But that's the thing though is like you want to push the market forward. You want to do a solid to the guys behind you as well. And it's like McCaffrey's sixteen million per year deal was signed in twenty twenty. It's three yeah. years ago. Yeah. 
there's not a position mark in the NFL where the, the highest paid guy got paid three That's years crazy. ago. Yeah. And no yeah. one's going to touch that 16 for three. Uh, Bijan, probably the next guy that could do it. Do you yeah. ever see a running back getting a major contract like that again? I legit think the next dude that could do it is Bijan Robinson, and he hasn't played a game yeah. in the NFL yet. And that's three years from I'm, now, you know, best case scenario. I feel like it's only from here on out going to be the running backs that can also be like a slot receiver if you want to. Like, the, if they can play two positions, that's the only way you're getting well, that Saquon? contract. It's just overall um, value. I was uh, I was looking. At, I was reading. I was reading a Spotrack article, so and the breakdown of older yeah, high end deals compared to deals today. Think about it like this: when CMC, CMC Zeke, Todd Gurley, David Johnson's average deal in year one was twenty four million dollars. <laughs> today, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, Aaron Jones, those types of deals are fifteen million dollars. So the the entire running back market has just completely become deflated. It was also a different era. Like that was the era of the workhorse running back. Still yeah. at but that he, time, like the Zeke's, the Le'Veon Bell's, the David, John- like those guys. But bell we, cows. Bro, we were talking about this last week, though. Like, even in the era of bell cow, like, workhorse running backs, how many of them have rings? None of them. Well, again, yeah, we well, just said, like, like, like it doesn't affect their, their... No, but no, but I'm saying, like... Right, you're saying like, they don't win... Te- like, those of, teams don't win. A lot of Super Bowl-winning teams don't have a superstar running back yeah. anymore. That's yeah. In the last, like, 15 all right, Brad. Dude, who was the guy who scored all those touchdowns in the Super Bowl for the Patriots? White? James White? James White? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. As, he? Hey, he's nice. As a cap expert, though, how do we change contracts to benefit the running back market. I mean, they have to renegotiate the CBA. You'd need to get three-year rookie deals so you can maybe get to the market faster. Because mm-hmm. the issue now is that's facts. The, the rookie deal and two tags, that's the life, the shelf life of yeah. running back anyway. And yeah, teams yeah. realize that now. So yeah, it's fucked. Shorten rookie contracts is probably the number one way to do it. People talk about, like, can they have their own union and kind of branch off? Yeah. I mean, no. That'd, be, short right. That'd be crazy, crazy bro. It would be crazy. Yeah. But they, they really are. Like, when you go into those conversations, what Aaron Rodgers is thinking about and what Saquon Barkley are thinking about are two, two entirely different things. Yeah. But, yeah, that'd be interesting. I was reading that as well, shortening the contracts and or the rookie contracts specifically. But because it's like it feels like within those five years afterwards, like there's you're at 27. There's so many analytics shot at PFF that show that at 27 in X amount of carries, your stats just completely. Here's the thing that I'll decrease. say real quick because PFF I think gets associated with that a ton. And coming from my contract background, like we're talking about Zeke and McCaffrey. Adrian Peterson and Chris Johnson signed for thirteen and a half and fourteen million dollars in twenty eleven. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, like Samuel Barkley's not going to touch, wild, not going to touch bro. a deal from a decade ago. <laughs> like, it's it wasn't PFF. Like the NFL figured that out before us nerds came around and started saying stuff. That's fair. Wow, I'm so that's sorry. crazy. I'm upset about it because I'm a Giants fan, but I understand it. But uh, then the second part of that is just the evolution of the running back. Like you said, being more of a receiver and being able to just be more dynamic overall. Like you see, Jameer Gibbs, two hundred pounds. And and is a great receiver, probably the best receiver we've seen since Christian McCaffrey as far as running backs. And so is this like where it's going? But then at the same time you have Bijan, who is that prototypical six foot, two twenty running back. So I don't know, it's hard to see. What's the next position? Like obviously the running backs are like kind of a, a tank position in terms of contract. Quarterback is the exact opposite, right? Quarterback is just booming every year. What's Always the booming. next position to boom from a contractual from a contractual standpoint? Yeah, I think it's corner. Like, there there um, really hasn't been much growth since Jalen Ramsey. 2020 also, I think he signed for $20 million. You have Jair at 21 now, three years later. Like, I think you get your A.J. Terrells, obviously Sauce eventually if he keeps playing at his level, Pat Sertan. Like, there are some some dogs coming Tariq. up. And I think, Absolute yeah, like Tariq Cohen, et cetera. And I think they push it further. Because, like, receiver last offseason, interior D-line this offseason exploded. 
And I think corner's probably next. What about like defensive linemen? Like obviously Quinn and Williams just signed a big contract this weekend. That was like, this this offseason. Like th- this offseason, I think rivals receiver last year. Like we're not talking about like Deron Payne, Dexter Lawrence, like all these dudes. Quinn in. Yeah, yeah. I think Chris Great Jones deals. is gonna get 26, hey. 27 million dollars a year. Like it's it's we're experiencing that right now. I feel like wide receivers have boomed, but I feel like it's the same thing with the same way with quarterbacks where it is going to consistently boom. Jamar and Justin Jefferson are going to get 35 at least a Those year. Contracts right. be stupid. It's, it's always absurd. like that, bro. Yeah. So I don't see that stopping at all, but I don't know. Edge it's, same way. Bosa is going to get 33 plus. Crazy. Like, yeah, and you should, honestly. Is there enough of a discrepancy between interior linemen and like edge right now? Because I feel like they, in a way, should be paid very similarly and they both are getting paid a lot. But like what... From if it's a D tackle or an edge, like what's a more valuable position to pay? So they just closed the gap a ton. Like right. it was edge off by a mile. You know, yeah. you 28, 27 mil for, you know, your, your Watt, your, your Bosa seniors. But, um, you know, now I think because of Aaron Donald, who I think proved that like if you have an elite pass rushing DL, he's worth as much as any edge in the mm-hmm. NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly, I love this question when you sent it over. Like I do think there's arguably more value in paying an elite interior defensive lineman mm. right now. Because I look at it from, you go to free agency, you're not getting really any very good player. Yeah, there's your Draymond Joneses, your Zach Allens, but like every offseason, wait till July, and like Justin Houston, Melvin Ingram, these dudes sit around and then show up and have 10 sacks and 50 mm-hmm. pressures. Like yeah, Jerry Hughes, et like yeah. those don't exist at right. interior DL. So look at that in the draft too. You don't find good elite D tackles in the third round and after. Like they're just top 50 picks or you don't get them. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it's Mozzie Smith. That's a good point. What do you think of Mozzie Smith? Stud, dog. I mean, they needed an Dog, right? You heard it, You heard it here. They needed to run stuff for badly on the defense. No, facts. The but that was my... Here's my wallpaper for a minute. But uh, <laughs> but that was, that was one of my things. I was talking about him. And that's the thing, right? They're not going to get as much shine and just the accolades as these edge rushers. It's because people like sex, and that's what we can see. But you get a guy like Mozzie Smith. I mean, Micah Parsons was doing what he was doing last year. Come on, bro. Take away the bias. I'm sorry. It's just like every time you say Mozzie Smith, it kills me because of the draft. You're like, I just who the, the fuck is that? Yeah. Hey, yeah, we were at the draft. <laughs> like, the Cowboys drafted, I was like, I don't know who the fuck this dude like, is. And then, like, the next day, I was like, bro, best pick Talk, in the draft, bro. Yeah. Best <laughs> pick in the draft. We're filming everything, and I, like, pan over to Leap A, and he's like, who the fuck is <laughs> Mozzie Smith? Hey, I did my little research that night. Like, who did you want? I wanted uh, uh, who, the, uh, Nolan Smith. Fair. I wanted Nolan Smith. I was looking at him with some tight ends on well, the He was gone. Nolan, Nolan went in the first, Not, late first. Yeah, we were drafted in the late first. No, but we drafted said, before the Eagles. Mozzie was your first, your first round? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Mm. But uh, oh, the I'm biggest, the two, biggest freak yeah. in college football, according to whatever the athletic guy said. So. Yeah, the freaks list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like, think, <laughs> think about Dexter Lawrence when he got drafted. And everyone's like, oh, he's a nose tackle, can't get upfield, can't pressure. And now he's, I mean, taking over football. I mean, he single-handedly won the Vikings game. Like, he lived in the backfield. Yeah, there's, like, guys, like, if you can get a freak at at the defensive tackle position, like a DeForest Buckner and everything coming out of college, like, that dude was a fucking But again, like, so, uh, back to to my point, though, I mean, you got Micah Parsons doing all this without much of an interior presence on the defensive line, which is huge. So, yes, this guy can get individual numbers and get, you know, eight sacks, have a great year. But even with three or four sacks and just being able to get that interior offensive line to, you know, force uh, uh, the uh, like you can only put one guy on Micah Parsons. That literally will break so you get the more one matchup. So Marcus outside. Lawrence, Osa Digazua, and Parsons are going to be just running the pod. Like, yeah, shout out right of the pod. Yeah, he's, Osa? He, he's yeah, been yeah, on the pod stuck, a couple times. Oh, so yeah, o- nice where, do, where do Osa and Mozzie Smith rank in uh, the duos? I think he's one of the more underrated dudes in the NFL right now. Ooh, hey, come on. I hope you listen to I do agree, though. I think in defensive linemen, 
It's not as sexy, but I think defensive linemen are more of a valuable position than an edge. And I think because if you could stop the run, if you could stop the run as well and put pressure on the quarterback, that's a multifaceted approach that we definitely need. But when you bring up Micah Parsons, who's going one-on-one with a a left tackle or a right tackle, yeah, the numbers are gaudy. They look insane, but can you do other things for you? Now, Micah's dropping in coverage, and that's one thing. But then you have the Knicks of the world. He'll be dropping less less this year, too. But if you have a Nick or a Miles Garrett dropping as well, or like, sure, can they stop the run? But it's, it's not as... They're not stopping the run as much. That's, and that's not, I don't know nothing else to add to it. That's uh, and here's the second thing that a lot of people don't realize that maybe didn't play football don't like really understand this, but defensive tackles play a big part in holding the offensive linemen so linebackers could flow freely and go make tackles. So you think about like Ray Lewis had Haloti Nada right there. Patrick Willis, like guys like that always have yeah, that Justin. big interior yeah. defensive presence, and you need that so linebackers can roam, right? Or else the, the lineman will come off to the second level and take a linebacker. So they just play such a huge a great, role that it can't even be seen. A great defensive lineman can make an average pass rusher elite. And, and linebacker. I'm I wonder just if saying. there's like any examples you can think of with that, though. Like, well, like Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football, but playing behind that D-line certainly helps. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I mean. It's you're hitting on all our fan bases right now. Yeah. He's a huge Niners yeah, yeah. fan. And now that like, we got Javon Hargrave, too. Why am I blanking out? Who with else? Eric Armstead and who, Nick Bosa. Who, who else was on that defensive line for the Eagles last year? Because it was stacked. I mean, so Javon Hargrave. Hargrave Cox. You had Brandon Graham. Josh Sweat, I think, is super underrated, yeah, too. So Reddick, obviously, was, was yeah. a stud. And they, they could be better this year. I mean, the point, is a big loss, the point I'm trying to make is because that defensive line was stacked, Hassan Reddick goes crazy for sacks. Now people think he's one of the best pass rushers. He is elite, but because of that interior presence, it, it allowed him. Fletcher Cox, exactly, Davis. exactly. Here's an example, too. The Eagles being the Eagles, I think they've realized, like, go platoon at edge. Like, they're all good players. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you're paying Hassan Reddick 15 mil, and he's your highest paid edge rusher. Then Sweat's at 13, and then you have a bunch of rookie, you know, Nolan Smith now, et cetera. Like, they can rotate dudes that play 600 snaps a year, not 850, mm-hmm. and they're fresh, and they set the record for sacks last year. Like, it's, again, I'm not devaluing edge, but I think they realized, why pay one dude 30 mil, pay four dudes 15, and just tee up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were so- talking... We were, what was the ranking we did last week? What were the edge rushers we had? Oh, it was, it was like guys. the top four, I felt like. Micah Parsons, TJ Watt, Miles Bo- Garrett, and Nick, and Nick Bosa. How would you rank those four? Yeah. And, Bosa, then, and then who's the fifth? Bosa and Garrett, I think, are like for one and two. One I think go either way. Yeah, I think Bosa's probably a better run defender, so I'll probably give him the nod. Um, Garrett, then for me, that was two. I think Garrett is the best pass rusher in the NFL by like a decent margin. Damn. Why? I mean, for, Why? Us, for us, he has a pass rush win rate 3% higher than the next guy with less. Wow. Like, so it's so crazy. just, yeah. I mean, I think just winning, I mean, I think he's one of the best athletes walking the planet right now, frankly. Yeah. Play basketball. Watch that dude play basketball. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. got a great body. I mean, look at that. He's yeah. just like, like yeah. visually, yeah. like he looks good. He's built like an action figure. And then I think I'd probably throw on Micah, and I'm pumped for Micah this year. Like, become. I know he's always been a full time edge, but like, Fully dedicating to it. And then, I mean, TJ Watt, man, like, we overlook him. He was injured last year. But the dude is ridiculous as well. Insane. Yeah. It's a tough list. Who's that? So, so who's, who's, who's five? five? Who was the fifth name? I already blanked. We, oh. didn't, we didn't bring up the fifth. So, like, who, who was – Because we feel like those are the four. Yeah, I agree. So, then the fifth is, like – I think it gets down to, like, Max Crosby should be in that conversation. Yes. Um, He's so underappreciated. He I mean, really is. I'm a I mean, big Max Crosby guy. does not come off the field. Is as good a run defense. He leads us in pressures and defensive stops against the run the last two years as well. Like, oh, both wow. categories by more than 10. Like, the dude does not come off the field. Quick. So I'll throw him five. Also, um, you mentioned the 3% pass rush win rate for the idiots like myself that don't understand that much. Can you explain that? Can you dumb that down? What does that mean? Yeah, for sure. So, 
So there are a bunch of different permutations of it. Like next gen stats uses like player tracking data. Mm. Ours is just film based, right? right? So we're watching a one on one. Do you beat your blocker? And that's a pass rush win, yeah, right? Yeah, did you win that assignment? Right. You might not even get a pressure on the play, but mm. you clearly beat your assignment and then, you know, are getting upfield. So that, that's a pass rush win. Also, yeah. adding just, I wanted to add one more thing. There's only one person in the top 10 from those top four that's, um, you know, their run defense is, is one of the highest graded. So Nick Bosa is the only person in the top 10 out of those four. So that goes back to my point saying defense alignment or D tackles might be more important, more valuable, just less sexy than an edge because they could stop the run and be in that, you know, but if pass edge, rush. You stop the run too. So yeah, great. but no one's there besides Nick Bosa. That's, what, hey, that's all I'm saying. You know, TJ Watts, TJ Watts like 12, but outside of that, like. And Crosby is, is probably why I have him five because he's probably the next guy. Yeah, Max Crosby's, he, Max, Crosby's, Max, Max Crosby's four on that I feel that the list. impressive yeah. thing with Max Crosby too is that he has no help yeah, on that defense. Al- None. Al- I mean, Chandler Jones did nothing last But I'm saying. No, he was four, besides that one play at the or, end of the year. That, well, yeah, they're overrated. Like, well, they're, we're talking about pass rush specifically though. No, I know, but I'm saying of the top four, of the top five, guys that are elite edge rushers, they're not necessarily in the top 10 of stopping the run. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're having two separate conversations. <laughs> yeah. We haven't done D tackles yet. I'm curious. Okay. Like, you could all go around. Who are your top five D tackles oh, in the league? Fuck. Donald still clears. Uh, Chris Jones, I think, closed that gap last year, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he had I'll, such a good year. I'll go Legend. Jeffrey Simmons three, which might be a little bit controversial. People but just don't talk about him. They don't talk about him probably because the market he's in. But you look at that Bengals playoff game a couple years ago. We had nine pressures, three sacks. I mean, almost single-handedly won the game for them. Um, it gets real tough. There are a lot of studs hey, right D-Hop now. Hey, D-Hop said he won an elite defense. Still in the fourth bucket. Jeffrey Simmons. Defo's up there. I he's, would go young yeah. guys, though. Like, I'd probably go Quinn in maybe next. Yeah, Quinn in um, is so and good, then too. Here's the crazy with Lawrence. So, looking at just when guys line up as a nose tackle, zero or one tech, Shout he had 40 guys. pressures last year as a zero or one tech. I saw the this. The next highest at 13. Like, the guy That's is crazy. Bucks. Like, yeah. the guy, and it is part Wink Martindale. Zero like, or one, too. That's crazy. Yeah, like, Wink Martindale yeah. scheme shit up. He probably gets more. I don't know if I can swear. Sorry. Gets more one on one. Have we not cursed yet? Shit. I don't think we have. Wow. Fucking This is the longest time. We've got with that. I was, just saying, I was waiting go. for a while. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I did like three times already. Yeah, so yeah. he's just different. So I'll put him four. Is that four or five? That was five, I, I think. think it's five. There yeah. you go. Jonathan Allen's honor, honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Jonathan Allen's honorable mention. I think it's crazy Deron Payne's making more money than him now. Like, I think it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a he's a freak. So I'll, I'll throw him as honorable mention. I like DJ Reader in Sensei too. Stud. Yeah. He's good. Also, gotta stay healthy, but a good player for sure. I feel like there's a top two and then. And those top two would be Chris Jones and Aaron Donald. Yeah. And after that, you could pick whoever based off of yeah. whatever who stats might, who you missing? Like, who, I mean, Hargrave, I guess. Guys are missing. Derek Brown had a good year. DeForest Tom Buckner. Tom Cameron Tom Hayward's Tom. always been a stud. Yep. Yep. Von Hargrave, obviously. <laughs> Dalvin Tomlinson. I mean, Cleveland had an for underrated, role for sure. underrated offseason. Who's, uh, who's your D-tackle, Adam? Uh, Christian Wilkins. Yeah, elite. he's good. He's, he's good. He's elite. Put him yeah. in there. Yeah. Mozzie Smith. Yeah. Zach, Smith. Zach Seeler. You could already Siler. put Mozzie Smith yeah. top five. Bro. <laughs> Mozzie's one. <laughs> He's, He's the biggest freak in college football. That's all I had to hear, bro. That's all you needed. That's all I had to hear. So is, could, is that a decent argument to say that defensive tackles are more valuable than edge rushers? Well, it's, it's an argument that could be made, yeah. Should they be paid more? They, you could probably make an argument both ways. You know, I still it, don't it, think it they matter. should be paid more because like the numbers are what you can back up to get a contract, I feel like. But, no, but you're not using those type, those same numbers for defensive tackles, though. Yeah, no, no, I know. I think yeah. it just depends. Like the high end, of, the high end defensive tackle is just as valuable as the high end defensive end, maybe. Uh, I would agree. You, I would you need agree. both. Yeah, yeah. I'm not both. saying objectively you could say one is more important than the other. I just think defensive tackles don't get enough love. We uh, we never have. We asked Ari Marov this question, and and he gave us an answer. I'm curious if you'll think of the same name. What player in the NFL is the best contract in the NFL? 
For the player or for the team? Let's do both, from a player's perspective right. or from the team's perspective. So I'll go first from team perspective, and this this is a funny answer every time I give it, but it's Patrick Mahomes. It's not even close. And you hear that about, oh, a, yeah. about a half-billion-dollar oh, yeah. contract, and you're like, how is that the answer? Yeah. But, I mean, to get 10 years, realistically, 12 years of team control, um, and beyond that, too. So Patrick Mahomes, in terms of cash flows, the first two years of his deal made about $76 million. Lamar's making $80 million this year in the first year of his deal. Like, yeah. it was partly because it was during the pandemic, but essentially just negotiated, hey, We'll guarantee money way out into the future, mm -hmm. unprecedented level, you know, on the future. But you're going to take low cash early so we can keep Chris Jones, we can keep Travis Kelsey, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, he'll probably get it redone maybe even this offseason. But it's it's not even close, it's really. Insane. I mean, the value of getting Like, when, when he got paid, he was obviously the highest paid quarterback. And now he's, what, like eighth or something? Once you like have, like, once you have guys like Joe, Trevor Lawrence, Herbert getting contracts, this dude is going to, I think he's, he's not even going to be in the top ten. Yeah, he's not going to no, be a top ten no. paid quarterback. Or, yeah, fringe. Will there ever be a quarterback that completely reshifts what quarterback contracts look like? And when I say reshifts, obviously a percentage. And then I want to get and then I want to get players' perspective on that. For sure, I mean Watson, you could argue, kind of already did that, and I think teams are going to always say it's it's kind of an outlier because he was basically in a situation where you're in the middle of your prime and you basically become a free agent, right? Where it's impossible to be a free agent, right? Like you're going to get tagged. It's just not going to happen with his no trade clause, and then Cleveland being willing, or excuse me, Houston being willing to move on, like. He was an unrestricted free agent at 26 years old yeah, as a proven top 10 quarterback. So that one, but yeah, the tie to the cap thing, I, I don't see it happening. Um, Why we, is that? We hear it all the time. I mean, I just don't think teams are willing to kind of give that precedent away. Like the first thing that does it, the other 31 are going to just be like, what are you doing here? Which mm. kind of did happen in Cleveland. But it's just, I mean, the cap could spike soon too. And so they're probably afraid of that. It's mm. also just a fear of the unknown. of like, they don't really know where it's going to go year to year. So mm. you mm. want certainty. That's part of what makes Mahomes deal so good. Mm. It's like, you just know what you have for so long. Because yeah. at the end of the day, not to simplify the league too much, but like basically everything just spills down from like, how much are you paying your contract? And then you just figure like the yeah. rest out, yeah. you know, outside of the quarterback. So. What about, what about from a player's perspective, what player has the best contract in the NFL? So, <laughs> I think one that jumped off the page is Leonard Williams. Um, just had unreal mm. leverage when he got his deal done. Three years, 63 mil. First two years, guaranteed. This year is the last year of his deal. Going to make, I think, 18 mil. Like, had the second tag. Obviously got traded in the middle of it, which gives you leverage. And he's a good player. There's no question about it. But yeah. for him to get, like, Buckner money when he got it and, and Chris Jones money. It's crazy. Um, just, just a very good deal for the player. Also, kind of a funny one, but still true. I mean, Taysom Hill. Getting like <laughs> getting top end, Shots. getting top end tight end money, like ten mil a year, like you know, That's and yeah, he's crazy. a fun gadget player. He does a lot of different stuff. You That's, have to factor the quarterback in, he's but fun. That's crazy about deal. it. He's good entertainment he, for sure. Yeah, no, he's good. Relax. He's the best twentieth round pick. I love like. picking him up in fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I can slot him in as a backup quarterback the or best. as a tight end. He's a great football. He's a great yeah, football player. Yeah, the best when he plays quarterback for a week, and you can put him at tight end. I have played him when he's gotten thirty points in fantasy. I look forward to the three week period in fantasy every year where he has one crazy game people then ESPN or Yahoo they're like do we put him at a quarterback or something is crazy and then he fucking oh, comes it's tumbling gonna be back great down when Derek Carr gets hurt this year we'll be like hey <laughs> might be Taysom Hill time. what are we gonna do like, Wait, when we had Ari on Ari mentioned Dak Prescott yeah in terms of good for the player in terms of good for the player yeah, yeah. so what Dallas did there which they kind of always seem to do is like they just waited so long and tried mm. to like win the negotiation he probably would have taken the Goff and Wentz deal 32 33 million a year mm. he was in the same draft class right after the third season and instead, you go to a first tag, you go to a second tag, and it's like he got hurt on the first tag. It mm -hmm. didn't matter. Mm -hmm. You're just giving the player leverage. So, yeah, it was a great deal when he signed it. He can get a new deal soon, too. Getting the four years is smart for the quarterback. The market's always going to grow. Yeah. You want the shortest deal possible. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, he's probably on that list. Would it be fair to say that the CBA stinks? For the players, yeah. The players? Like, I remember this, too. This is, this is a random story. But 
It happened actually the, like March 12th, I think it was. It was when COVID, it was the week COVID started. Yeah. And I was actually at my bachelor party, which is a whole side. But uh, it was Miami. It was, it was a good time. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So I, mean, I remember, like, I don't think it would have passed if that doesn't happen. Yeah. I think they kind of scared the players. Like, look, we might not even have the league. Like, you might be making no money. You got to sign this thing. Yeah, the owners, I mean, just dominated that negotiation. Do you know when the next, when the, the next. It's 2032, I think. It's oh, forever. It's 11 God. years. What were you about to ask? When no, the, the next the, CBA. The uh, next CBA. CBA, yeah. Because it just sounds like if you think Collective of, <laughs> which is your favorite, Jack loves this even, conversation. Yeah. It's like if you just look at every single contract, every argument comes down to there's not enough, or the years are too much for a quarterback or for a running back. Like, everything is fucking the player. Pretty much, yeah. The CBA is fucking the players. Yeah. But NFLPA is the ones that also negotiates it. So, I don't know. This is only a conversation for me and Brad. I told you we're going to do one-on-one. Hey, anything I've learned, the cap is fake. No, I figured we get into that at some point. Yeah. So. I, okay. Yeah, wait. What's <laughs> okay, Adam okay. Wright when he tells me that the, the, that the salary cap in the NFL is fake? Like, I don't even know what that really means. First hand. Go into it. Brad sure. Spielberger. Spiel Brad, Brad <laughs> Cap yeah, God. Bradley, <laughs> Bradley Cap God. Is the cap real or fake? So the cap is real, and I get this question a ton, and I love it. Shout out New Era. The thing that, uh, yeah. Uh, no cap, the cap is real. I, I think the thing that comes into it is Cap's like, off. people yeah. look at, yeah, that was a great, great little segue there. The people that look at one single year cap number, like that doesn't matter. You yeah. can manipulate stuff. You can move money around. The Dolphins are spending $300 million on a $225 million cap. Like you can, you can manipulate things, but ask the Los Angeles Rams if the cap is real. Like what, what are they going to tell you? Like it's a credit card is what I say. It's a credit card. Eventually it's going to catch up to you, yeah. but you can get away with it for three, four, five years. For sure. Interest rates are going crazy. Yeah, tough time. Yeah. Do, you, do you think it's a smart thing to do to build your team kind of, that happens to be all the fucking He does time. it all the time. He does it all the time. No, but I, I'm curious, like, do you think it's smart to try and build a team the way the Rams did? Like, obviously, they got a Super Bowl, but I feel like they're kind of screwed for the next five-ish years. Like, so, my perspective has changed a little bit where I'm a big, like, build for the long haul, try to build a sustainable winner. You know, we came up with the Patriots where they would, like, let dudes walk. They would trade Chandler Jones away. Like, and it was why they were able to sustain it was they basically were like, we're paying – Elite, elite players, and otherwise, if you're a very good player, like, we're probably going to let you go, right? Because you're not going to be worth your contract when you hit the market. So, I always was kind of like, oh, the Rams approach is dumb, yada, yada. But I honestly think I've changed a bit where it's like, dude, the Super Bowl is so hard to win. It's so random. If you yeah. don't have Patrick Mahomes, like, good luck to you. I think if you're close where the Rams, the Bucks for me too, you had all these awesome rookie contract players. You drafted so, so well, and you had Jameis just, like, dragging you down. Go get Tom Brady. So, so yeah, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. do it all the time. I think some teams chase it when they're not actually that close. But if you are, I'm kind of in favor of doing it. Now. Do you have any examples of teams that you think have tried to chase it too much, like when they're not actually that close, like recently? Yeah, I mean, the Saints, everyone always, when the cap is fake conversation comes like up, they always say, oh, yeah, the Saints, man, like they've proven it's not. There was a five-year stretch where Drew Brees, his lowest passing yardage was 4,800. Yeah. That's stupid. In a five-year stretch, yeah, he had 5,003 of the five years. That would have been tough. I love They made him, the playoffs bro. one time. They went 7-9 for those five years Jesus. because they had – Jarris Bird was the highest-paid safety in the NFL. They gave Junior Gallette a ton of money. Like, Junior they were just spending Who? money, like, willy-nilly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Deep cut. Um, and, and it just didn't – like, they were not close. And, it, you know. So <laughs> I'm kind of curious. We've <laughs> never crazy. had this conversation, but so could you rank the best or the could you rank the top five NFL front offices then? Ooh, easily. Because yeah. I think, the, oh, or I'll even go maybe even go to top ten. Because I feel like 
I got into this argument last night with someone over, you know, there's a reason teams stay at the you bottom. There's a reason about front offices. Yeah, it's great. It's like, this is crazy. The man is dad. We were going over it because he was talking about DeAndre Hopkins, right? Oh, if he's so talented, why isn't every team running to go sign him? And what I was trying to say was that if you get cut past June 1st, you're kind of fucked as a player because all these teams from a positional spending standpoint have already spent their money. So what I'm trying to say is there's front offices that are at the top for a reason, front offices that are at the bottom, those consistently have turnover. Could you rank top five, top ten front offices in the NFL based off of your cap expertise? Yeah, so I always have the caveat of, like, the ownership matters so much. And I think we kind of ignore that a little bit. Like, the Eagles are number one. They're a distant number one. And I'm not saying that just Mm. because, Mm. um, you know, Jeffrey Lurie, their owner, will spend whatever they want to spend. Like, they're always going to be near the top of the league. But, I mean, how Roseman just... Shout out the... I was saying uh, Steve Cohen, Mets. Co- big Mets fan, yeah. But he'll, he'll spend. He's too The much. results may follow. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> they might uh, probably. But he doesn't really always work. The Eagles might be a good example of it working. <laughs> no, but they, have, what, they, have, they haven't won besides Nick Foles recently. So Howie yeah. Roseman, though. Shout out that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 we're guys. yeah true. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> number two. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's the best GM in the league. Uh, frankly, not close. I mean, they just do things differently. When he is a cap guy, because he is. So obviously he's like a god among us, you know, contract nerds. Like, okay. it's, it filters down, right? So yeah. they're doing things in their contracts that I don't see with other clubs. Um, you know, language to protect themselves or get out of a deal or all these different things. So they're probably first. And, and then I think it does get, like, you get into the conversation of who's doing the most with the least. I probably wouldn't put him to. But what the Bengals are doing right now with Duke Tobin, yeah. I mean, probably spending near the bottom of the NFL most years. Their drafts and free agency classes the last three, four years have been insane. Hit it. Like, yeah. hit it. Like, They're you mentioned DJ Reader. I mean, yeah. him, Trey Hendrickson, Shadobi Uzi, Mike Logan Hilton. Wilson, like, 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 all, yeah, and the draft classes too. So, um, it's kind of the juxtaposition of, like, how little they're actually spending and they're still good. So, throw him on there. The Bills of Brandon Bean right now are a very well-run organization. You get early extensions done with all your good players. Like, mm-hmm. Josh Allen's deal is also a steal. Mm-hmm. Six years at 43 per. He's probably already out of the top 10. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, throw them in the conversation as well. I mean, the Ravens are probably still up there, but I will say, like, I think Ozzie Newsom was kind of the, the secret sauce there. Right. He's not yeah, there anymore. Yeah, I think he's sure. probably the best GM of all time, frankly. Um, yeah, and he's a Hall of Famer as a player, I think, already. So, um, probably throw them in, and then, you know, you put him on the Five spot, spot. yeah, you got yeah, the five spot's four. tough. I mean, I'll just go with, like, one of your classics. Like, the Packers and Steelers are still yeah. draft and develop. Like, uh-huh. they don't participate in free agency mm-hmm. to a degree. They just bring dudes in. You never hear their name in the third year. They're a stud. Like, mm. it's just like they're operating in a different realm, and it, it works and works and works. Mm. Devontae Adams out of Fresno State. Yeah. Like, what the heck? That's crazy. Well, then, to counter that, who are the worst five front offices right now? It's mean. I, I mean, like. I swear to God. Well, I think because you can no, look I mean, at it from do. contracts, right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. there's you the Rams. John Lynch, I swear to God. I was going to say the Dolphins. The funny, <laughs> thing, the funny thing is Lynch gets put on a lot of top tens. And, like, no disrespect to the guy. They've obviously been drafting like crazy. But I, I feel like there are other people in that building oh. doing a a lot of good work. Like, well, the one Brock thing Marate is is a genius. The one thing I'll always have against John Lynch is that he had the offseason rate to pick between DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead, and Buckner had a way bigger, better body of work, but Armstead had a better year, and they picked fucking Armstead ahead of him. Armstead yeah, yeah, man. for the trade. For, uh, <laughs> you you said about that one? <laughs> yeah, because Defo is like fifty times better. Eric Armstead's a waste of space. But at it's, least Javon Kinlaw's a dog, though, right? Yeah, oh. great pick. <laughs> dog. Um, great fucking draft. Yeah, pick. so not them. The Niners definitely good, well run. So like. The thing, too, is I think people get lost in the weeds of, like, there's not a lot of edges you can actually exploit as a GM. Like, I think it's little edge cases. This might be – people will hate this. But, like, the Texans trading a future first-round pick to go up and get an edge rusher is an insane move. Like, mm-hmm. you just gave yeah. – look, he's very good. I like Will Anderson. He, he's a stud. But you just gave probably a top-ten pick to go get a, a non-offensive player. It's just not a and, – and, look, where you are as a franchise. Um, so, sure, I'll, I'll throw Houston in the bottom yeah. spot. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
But that, but he comes from, uh, from Patriots New England, yeah. yeah, which you know worked well in Detroit, yeah. worked, worked well all over. So, yeah. But yeah. Houston's been like that too when they spend big money on who's it like Brock Osweiler and like yeah. all that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like they've, Six, seven, I feel like it's been a while where they've just been tall reaching. guy legend Brock Osweiler. <laughs> <laughs> the McNairs, they own the McNairs. Who's like Steve McNair? Oh, no, the, yeah, yeah, Cal yeah, McNair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Who you know? Who knows what's going on there? But uh, yeah, they're probably bottom spot if I had to pick one. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, for shit. I mean, Jacksonville's doing well now, but they were obviously an easy answer for a while. I don't Jets. know. Who else did you well, what about about? Jets, at a, I actually like Joe Douglas. But yeah, out of teams like that Joe are spending in the cap, you got Jets, you got Dolphins. Obviously, we had the Rams. Who else are some other teams Cardinals like Cowboys? Are what are some of those like big franchise, big markets that have spent a lot of money that you're looking at like, that's not going to work? That's well. probably what complicates the answer is that a lot of those teams. So you mentioned, I mean, Steve Kime, I think, was probably the worst GM in football <laughs> for like two years before he got fired. Yeah. So he was on there. A lot of the bad GMs got fired last offseason, mm-hmm. right? It was nine yeah, GMs yeah. changed teams. So, like, I'm a Bears guy. Ryan Pace, I didn't really think knew exactly what, oh. he, what he was trying to accomplish there. Um, You're a Bears I, fan? Big Bears uh, so fan. Are you from Chicago? Yeah. I, was, I, I feel like the Bears, it's going to be hard for them to win with the ownership, though. Like, yeah, McCaskey definitely doesn't. Uh, it's, not great, it's the not fa- a great human. Well, it's, the fam- well, it's the family ownership, though, right? Where it's yeah. like, that's the thing. Like, Jeffrey Lurie is just an independent billionaire, wealthy dude. Obviously, now the Broncos and, and Rams. Whereas McCaskey is just George Halas's. Yeah. Grandson. Yeah, like, but you know, Justin Fields is going to win us our dynasty team, right? Hey, we, you yeah. guys want, you can get him the Bears helmet right now if you want. Yeah, yeah, Should I put it on? Who signed that? Yeah, that? Yeah, you can put it on. That was me, actually. Dude, it, it, yeah. dude, not. Nah. Kevin White or some shit. Who is that? Honestly, <laughs> honestly, I think it was Kevin White. I swear oh, to God. Wait, was it actually? Dude, West Virginia. Bro, if it's Kevin White, that's a mistake. I don't know. That was It was some like bum. It was some bum. It was like Darnell Mooney or Equinemius St. Brown. Like, But yeah, out of those like big spending teams, are you worried about anyone from a cap perspective? Not really. I mean, like, I guess. Chargers are interesting. There was a question about yeah. like who are gonna have a bunch of cap casualties. So I'll go into them. Like I Chargers may be on that list. And look, if you land Justin Herbert, nothing else really matters to a degree. Yeah, but Khalil Mack, Keenan Allen, and Mike Williams all have cap hits over thirty million dollars next year. Fuck. It's like I don't know if any of those guys are gonna be Chargers next year, mm-hmm. right? So it's like and then like I, they're good players still. But are you going to pay Khalil Mack $25 million with a $38 million cap hit no. to be your edge, too? Not at this age, you. Right. And, like, you know, so, so they, they are, I'm a little worried. Like, this team needs to win this year. Otherwise, mm. I think you're going to see, like, so a very the, different Chargers the team. The Chargers' last few off-seasons have just, they've been going for huge names that are going to cost you a lot of money, and they still can't win shit. It yep. just doesn't make Pretty sense. Pretty much. Pretty much. And they yeah. trade up in the draft, like, every year. Didn't and usually don't Eric Kendricks out. this offseason? Yeah, we're, we, everyone's like, just like, well, name. that's a Chargers signing. Yeah. Yep. Right, give it like a 31-year-old dude like a little bit too much money. Yeah. Like, that's Chargers special. Hey, mate, yeah. That's going to get some jersey sales right there in yeah. L.A., maybe. Like, yeah. so. yeah. Eric Kendall. Man, they need fans somehow, bro. Yeah, they're uh, probably on that list. I guess our one of the things that we like to do with every guest that we have is get their top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep, that's why I'm on my phone, which so I've done five times. It's, oh, if you reach between your legs, it's, it's like way you more can, fun it's when easier to get it from the front. Yeah, there you go. It's way more fun when you got to go off the dome. Don't forget. And Felipe, you're going to love this yeah, list. He, he already Fuck we yeah. already had Mozzie. You're well, like this so, list even more. So. Yeah. Oh, my God. I want to know. Oh, I want to know. Top 10 as well? Obviously. <laughs> We're going to go. Uh, we want to know, PFF Brad, what are your top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL? All right. So, first answer is obvious, Mahomes. Oh, really? is, is, is Dak second? Is Dak second? <laughs> He's close. Not He's close. controversial. Dude, <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. So, so, this is where I think it starts. I still have Josh Allen over Joe Burrow. Yes! I, I think you could argue either way. But no, I, yeah. you can't. You can't argue either way. Yeah, no, you, you can't argue either you way, can, for sure. but you can't. Yeah. But we have Josh Allen ahead, too. Yeah, I mean, no, the, I don't. You Joe Burrow guy? Yeah, I'm Joe Burrow guy. Yeah. You're Ten yeah. second pitch, why Josh Allen over Joe Burrow? I mean, the physical tools are still just different. Oh. Like, yeah. Not, Burrow's not a bad athlete, but he's not Josh Allen. And, no. And I think, too, like, not that Allen's supporting cast is bad, but, I mean, give Josh Allen T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and Tyler Boyd. That's exactly what these motherfuckers Thank you. Yeah. What about Haley Steinfeld? 
Right? Ooh, that, 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 yeah, that, that great pull. Helps. By the way, he's got a leg up on Joe Burrow there for sure. Also, a better playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow's girlfriend, she's cutie. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 I met her. She's very cute. And yeah. Josh Allen, better playoff performer as well. People forget. All right. Is Josh Allen better in the playoffs? Yeah. Okay. Like stat wise. Well, yeah. Stat wise. So, they lose. I mean, we they can, we can pull up. Say, we, but we, it, you want to go into this no, again? We, we, there's, this is stat wise, but like, I'm just. You want to who's been to a Super Bowl? The team. The Bengals have been to a Super Bowl. Just. I'm, I'm going to say this for the 55th fucking time. Just because Trey Wingo says Trey. that winning's not a quarterback stat, it does not mean that it's not. It has nothing to do with <laughs> Trey. Is winning a quarterback stat, yes or no? To not a degree. really, no. Damn. To a degree, yeah, but like... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was a good uh, try, bro. It was a good try. Uh, I was just though. hoping he would say yes, and I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. so then Burrow. Not, not really well, he's there. the one yeah. arguing Josh Allen over Burrow anyway, so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever answer helps my narrative. So, then Joe Burrow. I mean, I do think to a degree there is like... Clutch and all that stuff and all those like you know all, all those cliches that get thrown out there like there's there's realness to it I mean Joe Burrow is just like the the guy turns it on for sure and, and that matters so, he's also just ice cold ice cold yeah. I mean truly I mean like the, the Chiefs Joe game Burry. I was just watching the, the quarterback thing, like, the Chiefs game during the regular season where it's third and eleven he, he throws over the middle gets rocked as he's throwing it and just ices the game like that's yeah, yeah. he's a dog yeah like not that Josh Allen can't do that I was but, watching I was watching the quarterback thing on Netflix I finished I it I gotta watch it there's oh, a I'm moment in there where where it's right before the AFC that game, championship. Right? It's the game before where the Bengals are playing the Bills. Mm -hmm. And Patrick Mahomes Sr. asks his son, Patrick Mahomes Jr., you know, the one wow. who's in the league. Oh, really? And he said, <laughs> oh, who, do you, really? who do you who do you think is going to win? Or, like, who would you rather play or oh, something? Oh, I saw this, yeah. And yeah. he was like, he was like, well, I think we'll match up better against the Bills. Like, I think the Bengals are better. Like, I think we'll match up better against the Bills, but I want to play the Bengals. Like, I want to play because he wants to play Joe. Because he thinks yeah. Joe Burrow is the next best quarterback. But he was also saying because they keep talking and running their mouths. That well, that happened. No, no, no. But that didn't happen until after no, they beat the Bills. So, so he, he they hadn't even said that yet, right? The mayor didn't right. even release Burrow the shit had yet. All that shit. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but no, that was just no. it was a cool. That was moment. crazy though. It was a and great and moment, and they both feel that way. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty dope. We're like Mahomes is more scared of Burrow, I think, than Josh Allen. I mean, because Burrow is. Yeah, I would trust Pat nah, Mahomes saying team. that yeah. Burrow's the second best quarterback. Hey, maybe I mean, he was three and zero against him. I don't know if anyone else even has a winning record against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. Don't. I don't know any of the stats because watching it's from the quarterback a video. show, uh, they were talking about Joe Burrow before uh, before they played, and he was like, "Joe Burrow's yeah. the only quarterback yeah, to win twice against Patrick yes. Mahomes." I don't know the stats off the top of my head, but this idea that he is clutch, there's a lot of stats to refute that. Yep. Just gonna put that. Oh, out. Really? He definitely had. There are like the first just playoff saying. run. Yeah. The fuck like, how many touchdowns? He has zero fourth quarter touchdowns in his playoff. The Bengals career. defense has outscored Joe Burrow in the fourth quarter of the playoffs. You got the Bengals, Bengals defense has outscored Joe Burrow in the fourth quarter in the playoffs. Think hey, about man. that. Just take a second. You can't do anything about that. That's but great. that's clutch. That's, that's clutch. That's clutch. No, the, the Raiders game. The Titans. What's game, the rest like, of your list? No, I mean. We could spend all day on that. You want cherry pick? I'll yeah, fucking cherry yeah, pick yeah, later. I'll come up with some shit for you tomorrow. Ice cold, bro. Ice cold, ice cold. Get some new glasses. All right, so let's move on to number four. Yeah, so four <laughs> is probably just because I'm a Hurt Bears fan. So Rodgers is still up there. I know yeah, he wasn't yeah. as good last year, but back-to-back -back MVPs. I mean, the dude is just probably – I still think Mahomes is going to take this title. But, like, the most just, like, fluid, like, just makes the game look easy um, in another stratosphere. So I'll go Rodgers. Mm, you hit him more than any other player in NFL history. By leaps and bounds, <laughs> by a country mile. Yeah. I'm so glad he's not in the news anymore. Yeah, that was probably like it's it's sad as a fan. Like the happiest day is like a guy leaving from another team. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, but it's true. It's a reality <laughs> yeah, situation. Yeah. So Fuck like I, yeah. I I was genuinely like talking to some of my buddies who were big Chicago fans, Bear fans, and everything. I was like. Do you hate the Packers or Aaron Rodgers more? They go, oh, Aaron Rodgers. I think that's fair, for yeah. sure. I mean, the thing is, too, like, I respect the Packers, like, because of my job, too. Like, I just respect that they do business the right way. Yeah. So it's, like, it's hard for me to hate the entire organization. 
But Rogers, man. Nah, fuck the whole organization. Bear <laughs> up, bear you're, down, you're whole, all like, the above. Life, you just been getting fucked. You got Brett Favre right into Aaron Rodgers. Like that's literally the entire. Like, now yeah. Jordan Love's gonna be the goat. So, but, hey, at least you got Jay Cutler and uh, Sexy Rexy. Correct. So, yeah. Rex Grossman being a Super Bowl. Like people forget that. Like, uh, hey, it's, it's actually a random tangent, but we had a, a running joke in the office. We were looking up what are the lowest graded games where a guy still won. Oh, and Rex Grossman of the top ten, Rex Grossman had like four of them. <laughs> like, he had like like twenty six grades. The Arizona game where they had, you know they had like the yeah. they are who we thought they were quote. Yeah. He had like four interceptions for like ninety seven yards. The, <laughs> de- the defense scored like three times. Anyway, yeah, it was a random tangent. That so yeah, crazy, sexy Rexy's not on this list. Uh, oh, that's that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, which is controversial. The list is invalid. Trubisky also not on yeah, the list. Just man. just off, just a fringe guy. Yeah. So here's where I think it gets a little controversial. So I'll put Justin Herbert five. Adam, you hate that. Though. I mean, there it's are, over Jalen Hurts. I'm curious. Hurts is going to be lower than, than you like, I think. So, uh, yeah, big for the NFC, NFC East. So, the Herbert justification, I, I mean, yes, he's got to do something. Yes, they blew a 27-point lead. And I do think at times he, he wasn't making plays. He also was hurt the entire year. Their receivers in that game were not doing anything. But, like, the game against the Raiders where he converted maybe four fourth and tens. Like, I don't know if you guys remember that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It was one of the craziest performances I think I've seen in, like, a very long time. And, again, I don't make these determinations off of one game. But, like, he has our highest graded passer on third and fourth down the last two years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, like, and, again, like, I, I don't like splicing things up. Like, you want to look at the full body of work. But the dude, I think, just has physical gifts that, that are hard to replicate. So, him at five. I got Lamar at six. I think the narrative on Lamar – None of Lamar's gone crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a fact. It's going crazy. Yeah. We agree. Yeah. It's bullshit. It's we bullshit. Agree. Yeah. So He's a dog. him he at is. six. I got Trevor Lawrence at seven. Ooh. A little early. I'm a big T Law like guy. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is falling. He is falling. Arguably a little bit early on Lawrence. I was kind of a doubter. Like first half of last year, I feel like people were like praising him. It was like, oh, he's top ten, he's the next up, whatever. And I was kind of probably because I'm a Justin Fields fan, I'm a hater. But I was like, I was like, eh, I don't see it yet. <laughs> yeah. Second half of the year. I mean, yeah. he was he was he's our amazing, second highest graded passer for the second half of the season. Damn. So His good. average time to throw was second fastest behind Tom Brady. So like mm. you're seeing things where it's like he's processing a lot quicker. Yeah. And like for me, like Damn. avoiding pressure, avoiding sacks, like all that. Like I love Joe Burrow, but and he was better last year, but quarterbacks deserve more credit for the sacks they take. And his pressure to sack rate was like one of the highest in the NFL. And so, like that always, like that's probably still why I have Allen ahead of him. Um, Joe Burrow sucks. It's all me. See now, yeah. Now, now <laughs> I thank God that they got rid of Urban Meyer, though, man. Holy, <laughs> yeah. Shit. That's the thing yeah. too. Is like he basically didn't have a rookie year, right? Like, last year yeah, was basically yeah, his first exactly. season. Now you drop in Calvin Ridley yeah. out of nowhere. It's yeah. like I think they're gonna be oh, sick. So, I'm so yeah. excited for that. Talk yeah, about really I've never been excited series. for the Jags, but I am. Jags. Yeah. The, ah, a few years ago, a few years ago. Yeah, you're right. Oh. Saxonville. Oh. You're right. Yeah. yeah. All right, so we're nice so All right, then we got Dakota, Rain Prescott. Felipe right. so, over Jalen Hurts. Wait, wait, wait. Dak over Jalen Hurts. I've, been, I've been saying it. Hey, congrats, bro. Congrats. Bo- body of work. Probably a better passer. Dak doesn't lose hey, to the Eagles. People Brad forget. But he's gonna bring. But he's gonna bring the analytics. So continue. I mean, I just think one of the better processors and, and just his pocket presence right now, like just yeah, can work through his progressions. Like I, I think is an underrated, just like manager of a football game. And I'm not using that in a negative way, like mm. in a positive way. Like I think he really sees it a lot. And, and for whatever reason, there was this narrative early Dak, like the supporting cast is why he's so good. Yeah. He can't do it without him. And not to take away from Jalen Hurts. They had the best offensive line in football last yeah. year. Yeah. And AJ Brown, Devontae, like, and Dallas Goddard, and Miles Sanders. Like, it's like, again, I, I mean, Hurts is next on the right. list, but it's just like, I don't really know why he didn't Relax. get the same kind of early narrative. And then 
yeah, he led the league in interceptions. Cool. Stafford led the league in interceptions. They won the Super Bowl. Like, who gives a shit, right? Like, yeah. it's some people, they always pick, pick these stats that they, they choose to care about a given year. Um, his interception rate is like, over the last, you know, his body of work is like lowest 10 in the NFL. Like, the oh guy. My God, here he is. Yeah. Oh, I always yes. say this. I yeah. always say this. Yeah, like, and, and we do turnover worthy play rate, which is like, no you know, drop interceptions, stuff like that. We would count as a turnover worthy play. He's way low on that list. Ball so, King. yeah, no, Dakota does not get enough respect. And I, I think, love dude. It. You get a healthy Michael Gallup, adding Brandon Cooks. Like I, I'm higher on them this year. Like I think they're legit contenders. Right? You missed Daniel Jones, or did you, did you skip him? Hold on, hold on. We're not done with that yet. But I'm glad you missed the supporting cast because everybody always brings up that narrative as if the offensive line was even good last year, right. which they weren't. Right. And I think this is a this is a PFF advanced stat probably. Like the pass, y'all have same way you mentioned pass rush win rate before, I believe. There's like the pass block win rate. Sure. And I remember seeing Dallas was literally like 32nd last year. Like 30 For a stretch, probably. Yeah, not, not by the end of the year, but I'm sure they were, right? No, Shoot. it's like Tyler Smith's going to be a good player. Like Terrence Steele, when he, when he, gets, when he sure. gets healthy, will be huge. Obviously, Zach Martin is Zach Martin. But like, yeah, like Tyron Smith, love the dude, but not the same player. Um, Injuries just have Yeah, it's, it's tough, too. And we throw a weird contract. It's an eight-year deal that he's still playing on, which is the longest active deal in the NFL right now. But um, by like a, a decent amount. But yeah, like it's just weird. He gets that narrative. And. Also, CD, like, T.Y. Hilton was the second in explosive yeah, reception. Yeah, so bad. Like, played, like, four games. Well, he gets that narrative because he's the Cowboys quarterback. And I think it was, like, the same thing with Tony Romo. We were talking about it last week. Whoever's there in Dallas, they're going to get they're gonna get more hate than, than another guy if he's in Minnesota, right? Not even to rally up even more, but, like, Tony Romo is one of the underrated quarterbacks. Oh, my of, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude. Bro, you're striking a chord for him. Take me home. <laughs> that's how you <laughs> to the place. This is my favorite guy we've ever had on. We almost had a one fucking yeah. episode without Adam singing. Yeah, almost true. Made. True. Sorry. Almost. Sorry. Oh, God. You see, you see yesterday, too, he was at a, the golf tournament they do, and he was like, some fan had him sign a Zin, and he just tossed Oh, yeah, he, t- he threw <laughs> one in. That's, I, I saw, I saw yeah, he threw one in. Yeah. He yeah. was signing oh, the Zin pouch. Wow. Wow. And I was like, he took it. I was like, yo, that's my fucking guy. Right yeah. <laughs> He's like, he only two left. He's like, it's all good. It was dope. Oh, um, so yeah, anyway. And then cool. I said Jalen Hurts. Brad's and then nine, nine, nine. Nine is Jalen, Jalen Hurts. Hurts is nine? Oh, my backpack. Oh, uh, what's up? Jalen Hurts is nine? <laughs> Jalen Hurts is nine. Ooh. And then 10, I think you can have a conversation. Uh, you know, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Pump the brakes. Yeah. Why is Jalen Hurts nine? So, look, I think he's a very good player. No question about it. Look, the, the Eagles almost traded for Russell Wilson. Like, they didn't believe in Jalen Hurts to a degree uh, yes. until this past season. I do think he took massive steps forward. Yeah. Like, yes, I mentioned the sporting cast, but his grade and accuracy outside of the numbers skyrocketed last year. Um, he also was a guy that took a lot of sacks that I think he could have avoided. That came way down last year. I just I, – I still need to see a little bit more. Like, he had one phenomenal season, and I think he was pretty good in 2021, but – it's like the body of work thing. I think we get so – we go over – like a guy has a flash in the pan year and people throw him super – it's like, dude, it's hard That's to be consistently good in this league. Defenses change how they play you. Like even Josh Allen, for example. Like the Bengals last year drop eight and just don't pressure him at all. Don't don't blitz. Frankly, don't even send four rushers. And he was – I mean, in the torture chamber. Like yeah. he was – and so like he'll, he'll, he'll bounce back. I and mean, they did yeah. Mahomes. Then Mahomes last year just checked it down and just took what the defense gave him, had – you know, 40 touchdowns and, like, 25 of them were behind the line of scrimmage. Like, right. yeah. which, again, not against him. But so I think you have to let a guy, like, everyone's going to now switch how they play him. Can he respond to it? Like, that's big to me. That's mm. I, So a lot of people are very high on Geno Smith right now because yeah. of that narrative. And maybe I'm a very biased Niner fan that fucking hates the Seahawks. But I just don't understand why everyone's so crazy about him after just one really good year. Like, what, what are your thoughts in general on Geno Smith? Because I've 
You guys are all Geno Smith guys. I am, obviously. But I'm, like, curious what you Yeah, I, I mean, I think he definitely has been good for the last year and a half. I think it also helps that he had, like, six games the year before that I yeah. thought he looked pretty good in as well. The narrative's probably gone a little bit too far, but for me, like, two rookie starting tackles last year. So as long as his surrounding circumstances were great. Um, had the most 20-plus yard touchdown passes for us by, like, five or six. I heard he was, um, like, the best-rated deep ball passer. For yeah, he, he was. He was last year. And it's like... Again, you take what the defense gives you, but if you make your money just throwing, you know, all off play action, and you're throwing behind the line of scrimmage, like Jimmy G, like with all with all due hey, respect, like a lot of respect given out, right? <laughs> give it a lot of respect. Have respect. Have respect. respect. Hey, with all due respect, respect to them, you would be. no yeah, respect yeah. given. Yeah. Uh, I mean, handsome fella, but just like oh, uh, you know, there's the respect. Yeah, there's <laughs> respect. But like Kyle Shanahan, like also that helps, and, and and George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, like it helps. Oh yeah, Jimmy you, know, you, you could you could put <laughs> Jimmy you could put some stinks. second second string JV quarterback back there. He'd throw for it. And that's, yeah, that's what, what you, you got, Sam Darnold this year. Hey, so how's your QB? Wait, we got ten. We hold on, hold on. How's, how's your QB as a winning stat argument going? Oh, it's not going well. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie to you. But. At so, number ten, who's the infamous ten? So it's Deshaun Watson, and like God ooh. bless. Like, look, bless. I, like Getty wasn't good last year. I Have you listened to this pod before? Because it sounded is it like very you're taking, close. You're taking yeah. just takes for you. I'll be 100 like, percent honest. I've listened to one episode, but I've watched a million TikTok videos. Yeah, so right. I am a fan. Like I for sure am a great, fan. Great. That's awesome. Uh, right. yeah. Adam's been beating the Deshaun Watson drum for a long time. On the field, we really all, we really all have. To be honest, you're right. You're right. On the field, I think Deshaun Watson on the field. On the field. Probably a top four quarterback on the field. Yeah, he could be. And that's the thing too: the Browns are a sleeping giant. Like that roster on paper is nuts. It is. It's nuts. They're sleeping We've giant. I like that. that. Too. Who? Okay. Well, they well, <laughs> Coach Al won't. You think Elijah they're gonna? Moore? Will they wake up this year? Comeback season. The thing with them is like Stefanski and Watson is fascinating to me because Stefanski comes from that tree. He wants like you know get to the top of your drop, get the ball out. Watson is like a run around, scramble, find something downfield type mm. of guy. So like. It's more of like the, like just figuring things out. But, dude, talent-wise, like top five offensive line. Now their defense line was terrible last year. You add in Zedaria Smith, Ogbo Akaronquo, mm. like Dalvin Thomas and all these dudes. Yep. Like they could be sick. Yeah. I think the Browns are the biggest sleeper in the AFC. I agree. Absolutely. Their division is tough, but I agree. Yeah. Now what about honorable mentions? What you got there? You got two? Sleeping Giants, Sam yeah. Darnold. No, no, the honorable mentions oh, oh, quarterbacks. He quarterbacks? Wants. He's looking for one in particular. So, okay, so <laughs> Stafford always gets thrown around. Yeah, you know, Kirk O'Chains is in the mix probably. Hell Still yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, for two. All right, let's see here. Who, who could be your sleeping? <laughs> nah, don't, don't, don't give him. Don't give him. Yeah, all right, look. Tua Tagovailoa is a top fifteen quarterback in the NFL. There you go. What about with a full tattoo sleeve? That's a good point. <laughs> he did just get ready. I think he's like top six. Yeah, but like, he just got his whole no, his right I've arm. Seen, I've seen. We don't know for a fact, but we know that the front half of his arm is tatted, and then the shoulders tatted. Now, if yeah, that whole yeah, thing he was connects, long tribal. I think you bump him up two spots, two three spots. Yeah. <laughs> so he goes from like fifteen to thirteen. Like yeah, like. But actually, so right now he's upper mobility. I've seen right? it. Like, if Tua, you, fl- you flip it where he's throwing righty. It's he looks actually, unreal. It looks, it looks so no, unreal. Yeah. You ever seen Tom really Brady good. throw lefty? It, it looks, looks terrible. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, yeah. All right. One for four. So what's the Dolphins? They caught Brock. I mean, six games, but he was a dog in the six games. Highest pass rating in the league for those six games. Never lost a game that he started in Never lost. Let's get Mac Jones' opinion. It's not a good opinion. Yeah! I mean, the thing with Jones is like, I'm not going to say we saw his peak his rookie year, but like the, the, the rationale against not drafting him was like, you've probably already seen his athletic near peak, right? Like Absolutely. He is, yeah, he's we've a good seen processor it. or whatever, but the offensive line is average right now for them, especially the receiving core is bottom 10 in the NFL. Like, terrible. Defense should be good. I do think also, like, Matt Patricia, Bill O'Brien is one of the bigger upgrades totally, of the entire totally. offseason, but 
He's just mid. He's just yeah, the definition of mid. Like so okay, so mid, right, is technically by definition average. middle of the pack, average. Yeah. Two is fifteen. Where's Mac? Like twenty, twenty-two range. Aha. I mean, you get it. That's a bit worse than mid. It's below mid. Yeah. yeah. So See, well, well, you're, mid, you're being too below technical. Average. I'm being very technical. Yeah, yeah, you, you know this. It's like just below average. Yeah. Leap is yeah, a big Mac. What about what about? No, I'm not. I'm not a big Mac. I'm not a big Mac Jones guy at all. While we're talking about mid, what about Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones upper mid. Like you know, you think he's better than that? Like he's like you know, like Penn Station mid. Like you know, he's like whoa, Penn Station's pretty terrible. No, I'm trying to think of like streets in Yeah, maybe a little bit higher. He's like yeah, like Grand Central mid. Yeah, that's like mid mid. Yeah, yeah, He's like mid mid. So he's thing, pretty like, close to two. Oh, we should have the mid mid rankings. He's yeah, close yeah. to two, yes. I think he's Tua, in that, in that DJ. I would take two still. I would. Mm. Um, look, DJ. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Hey, one of them so, is an athlete. They're both. One of them well, has a sleeve. Daniel's maybe a better athlete. The sleeve helps. Daniel's that's that's new information I did not know coming into this. No, we, we can't. We fully have. DJ's never getting no but, sleep. But if DJ did, I'm kind of curious though. We mentioned Dak. You put Jalen Hurts. Out of the quarterback position, who is the most underrated and overrated quarterback? Uh, I'm on the spot here. I mean, I, I guess I'll throw Daniel Jones because he got Ooh, the contract. Boy. He's not overrated. He's oh. not overrated in like the public opinion, but you think he's overrated? I thought by his own team, based on the four-year, 160 million dollars yeah, they gave him, I guess. Yeah, that's 100%. a bad answer because like, right, the cash face doesn't matter. That's a bad answer because obviously fans. Well, he's still, a nice guy. What about in that top ten? Good, good, good fellow. If we're rating good hang, I think Daniel Jones is like a top five pick. Yeah, you, you ever see like videos? Good hang. I think he's a very sneaky him. good hang. Yeah. And the fact that he's like he's in New York, but no one like hears stories of him like yeah. being like a dick. But like he's definitely out on the scene. Like he's out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, no, he's, he is. yeah. It's a whole different list, but he's on there. Anyway, it's it's weird for me, like. The same front office with Joe Shane had a quarterback in 2018 that had 15 touchdowns, five interceptions. He had almost the exact same passing grade for us, which is just a stat, like throw it in there. Had the same big time throw rate to turnover worthy player rate. Again, like you can nitpick all these things, but it was a very similar in traditional stats and advanced stats. That was Tyrod Taylor with the Bills in 2018. He, <laughs> he almost had the exact same stat line as Daniel Jones. Uh, and I thought, okay, they're going to tag him or they're going to just that. like make a tough decision. I don't hate, like, getting the long-term deal done. I mean, he'll be a top 15, 20-paid quarterback at the end of the offseason. But I just, like, I feel like he was what the franchise tag was designed for. Like, he, like, he is the guy, like, this is why we created <laughs> this mechanism. Prove it to us one more time. And he, in his defense, his offensive line was average, and his receivers were bottom five in the NFL last year. Yeah. But I just, I thought I would like to see more, personally. I do. Is he like Kirk I feel like Kirk Cousins was that guy that you used to say that about. He's like, this is the franchise tag guy. Like, this is what it was created for. Pretty much, yeah, right. And it's like, But Kirk has a little bit more explosiveness, I feel like, yeah. than, than Daniel. Explosiveness? Like, oh, as a passer. passer. Kirk okay. is, a, is an underrated, accurate passer. Like, and, and Jones obviously has the athleticism when he's not tripping on the 10-yard line. Like, he is... He is a that good runner. One time, just man. One time, just one time. <laughs> one time. Yeah. No, like he's a big is a, one time. He's a good runner. Like, and they'll use that. But it's just like again, like we're talking about running backs. Like, you don't pay quarterbacks because they can run. Like, people yeah. forget that he was running the fastest a, a player had run on that. Yeah. Line. That. What does that matter? Though? I'm just saying <laughs> he was running too fast. He for got good. so fast. Right. Right. He, he was running faster than any player had run that season. He was moving so quickly. He was. He was. I like what I like what Dable's doing though with him. Dibble is already a top 10 coach in the NFL. Yeah, like, oh, 100%. On the edge case, totally too, like, that's the thing. The like, the, the co that. Coaches don't have a lot of ways they can impact games, I think, on Sunday. But the edge cases, I think he's phenomenal already. So, uh, off the dome, then, just off that, top 10 head coaches in the Damn. NFL. Top five, top five, top five. Oh, top five. 10 is sure. a lot. I won't get, I won't or order. not even in order. Just yeah, it's not even in order. Shanahan, easily on there. Bill Belichick's on there still. Thank you, boys. Tomlin's still on there. Harbaugh's still on there. Yeah. Yeah. 
McDaniel's a pretty good head coach. Pete Carroll? Like, Andy, Pete Carroll's on there for sure. Andy Reid? Yeah, oh, duh. Andy Reid's two, or you know, yeah. one or two. Yeah, that, that, there's five right it's, there. It's yeah. either – well, the way that you ordered this, I'm going to think that you said Shanahan first. Yeah, I mean, Shanahan he, I mean Shanahan's probably that. up there. He threw McDaniel in there. It wasn't because someone mentioned it, but he, he said it McDaniel's there. five times in his left No, field. There's <laughs> a lot of good coaches, though. I mean, they even mentioned, like, Doug Peterson, pretty damn good. Yeah. Peterson's definitely up there. You know? Yeah. It's, it's good. Robert Sala. Sean McVay. How bad is Mike McCarthy? Not that bad. Okay, good. <laughs> good. Well, here's the funny thing. Like, he gets such a bad rap. And, like, he does. Here's the thing, though. Like, he, he looks like a doofus when he's doing things. Yeah. And okay, I think that good. works against him. If yeah. he was, like, a suave dude, like, like a, right. if he was Mike LaFleur's appearance, yeah. we, or Matt, he, they, we think he's the top five coach in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree with you. I agree with so you. so well in Green Bay, though, because he's just a big, chunky white boy. Oh, he fits the cheese right. head. You know he's wearing yeah. he's cheese curds every yeah. fucking day. Just the way Lipe said it. Okay, good. Yeah, that was Imagine like Mike that McCarthy could never coach the Dolphins. There's not a chance. Right, he'd be sweating he'd bullets oh, on that side. And in that terrible. Him and Hard Rock would be Holy shit, it'd yeah. be so Yo, yeah. Brad, we got to wrap up, but really appreciate you appreciate coming it. on, dude. This is a, a ton episode. of fun. Yeah. So fun, man. Thanks for, you know, shedding some light on uh, Everything. some contract stuff. You know, validating Felipe's opinions. Validating Joe Burrow overrated somewhat. But, yo, please, come <laughs> on anytime, man. This was a great time. Hopefully, come football season, we'll talk, you yeah, know, the actual shop, sure. what's Hell been yeah. going on in the league. So, uh, thanks for listening to the Caps Off Podcast, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Peace. The Caps Off Podcast is brought to you by The Game Day. Starring Adam Tabachnik, Felipe Fontes, Jack Parodi, and Matan Mann. Producers Ben Wolfen and Matan Mann. Don't forget to check out our social at Caps Off Pod on Instagram and at Caps Off Podcast on TikTok and go to thegameday.com for all the best sportsbook offers.